Hello and welcome, fellow awesomeologists to Awesomeology. I'm Sue. And I'm Ben. And in this episode, we'll be talking about that big word, purpose, and how we can find it in the work we do. Yes, we're back. Woo! I always get so excited talking about this book project. Um, as we have been discussing it for the year, and I mean, we made the big promise last last first episode of this year, not right. the last episode, right. but the last episode like this, that we're going to write a book. And then we got to actually do the work of figuring out how we were going to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and every time we talk about it, it gets more exciting for me. Right. And we have an outline. Such a big deal. Such a big deal. <laughs> I mean, we went from zero to something. Yeah. We went from <laughs> zero to idea to talking about it to... Words, to outline. words on a page. Words. Yeah. So we have an outline and we have words on a page. So yeah. I've written maybe a page and a half. Sweet. I know. So it's real. And it feels amazing. And we wanted to start talking about where this seems to be heading. Yeah. And that uh, we are talking about purpose in three big buckets. Mm-hmm. Layers of like an onion, (laughs) like an ogre and a parfait and an onion. There's layers. I'll take the parfait. I'm hungry now. Thank you. Well, as we know, ain't nobody said they don't like, I don't like me no parfait. (laughs) (laughs) So those three big buckets are your purpose as a human being, the purpose of the organization you're working in, and the purpose behind what you do in your job. Yeah. So. So that's not big enough. No. No. <laughs> why? Yeah. The question. We're just going to answer the question why in this right. book. And why? then, you know. I'm really confident that at some point in time the purpose in life is going to come out. Yeah, we should. doing this. So we should. We'll finally all solve that here. one for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny you mentioned the word why, because like, as I think of these three big buckets, right, like I, I kind of feel like we're touching on the maybe semi-cliche term of like starting with your why. And I say semi-cliche. I think we've all heard like, you know, Simon Sinek, you know, begin with why and all, all that stuff enough. But I think the fact that we've been talking about things like the purpose of life since humans were, you know, cognizant enough to ask right. those questions. To like, you know, even today, people like Simon Sinek and folks um, writing books, talking about why and beginning with purpose and all these things. Um, That's why I call it like semi-cliche because it's something that while we might see it as cliche or whatever, we're still working on it. Right. You know, it's going to be cliche for forever. And um, (laughs) right. You know, so um, so and, and I'm okay with that. Because mm-hmm. I think as a as a marketer in particular, like one of our challenges constantly is doing stuff that's original, you know, and that people haven't thought of before or seen before. But we know that there's just so much out there that it's really, really tough to do like something completely original or something that doesn't sound or hear or look or taste like right. something that somebody else has done before, right? Um and so I think that there might that's that's like a question that I have as I'm thinking about what shape this is going to take and are these are these three buckets the right buckets and stuff like ah people have 
done this book before, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. But I think our interesting perspective of, well, just one, who we are as different people, um, you and I being different people from each other, you and I being different people from everyone else from on the it. planet, <laughs> uh, you know. Um, Except us, that one lady who sounds just like right, me. Right, yeah, which I'm telling you, we're going to, we got a future guest <laughs> taking shape there. Um, also, um, you know, the fact that we'll be doing this through the marketing lens, mm-hmm. we'll be doing it through the lens of a marketing company that's a little different and that we're a QSO and have both like this niche in the credit union industry, but also servicing other industries. So I think like once you add in like the variety that comes with us as humans and the work that we do, um, it'll be not cliche. It won't right. just be, you know, a book that you've read before kind of thing, you know, and that that's really exciting to me. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I am really interesting, interest. I'm, I'm really interested. You are so interesting. <laughs> But also I'm interested to see how it develops um, as we've talked about one of the conversations we've had, and I don't think we had it on mic, so now we'll have it on mic, is that there is an intersection between what we do as marketers that we think we would be able to, we're going to be able to describe this in a way that essentially says, this is what we're doing this is the purpose from here to here to here, you know, down to that social media post that you're doing today. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also if you are, um, if you are adjusting the calipers on a SUV in the Chevy plant. Very specific. Yes. yes. <laughs> I don't know what calipers are, but let's just say that that's something that exists in cars still. It sure is. <laughs> that we can correlate these this same stream of thought with what you're doing. Yeah. Um, or if you are, I don't know, a vet tech. I don't need to name every yeah. job that exists, but you get the idea yeah. that to take like right down to that minute thing, minute thing that we do and be able to correlate it to really what anyone does. Right. As best we can. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So said another way or in summary, while we might be talking specifically to marketers because that's mm-hmm. who we are or maybe our experiences that we share um, are, you know, from the marketing space or whatever, through this um, purpose filter that we're putting right. everything through, it'll be applicable and understandable by anyone. Yeah. So I will be interested to see how we develop that to make it clear to people because I don't want to come out at the end of this with a marketing book. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, it will be great. We are a marketing company. (laughs) We should definitely. Well, and I think because of that, it's going to be a marketing book. Like, uh, you know, however we want it to cater to a broader audience, like it's going to be a marketing book. But I do think that we want to, you know, help as many people as we can. Not that it's going to be like a help book, you know, self-help or anything like that, but right. um, we want more than just marketers to get value from it. So I think the fact that we are already before we've written more than a page and a half established that as something that we want to do, even though it might have plenty of marketing flavor throughout it, it's going to be tasty to a whole lot of other people. Yeah. Uh, that was, you crushed that Thanks. in terms of an analogy. <laughs> 
I really now I have to do this ham handed transition. I'm <laughs> right on the heels of that hot, hot take. Oh man, that's good. <laughs> so even though our all three facets of purpose are going to be in that order. Our purpose as humans, the purpose behind the organization, and the purpose in the task in your job. I had this maybe bad idea. I don't know. We'll see. I've written a page and a half. I want to point that out right now <laughs> as we question if I'm having bad ideas. Uh, that I wanted to write them backwards. because. I think that is how people approach these things in their career. They think first about why am I doing this thing in my job or at least understanding the steps in a process. Well, I have to do this so that that thing can happen. Uh, and then they, uh, then you learn what the organization is trying to do. And then finally Maybe as you age, I think they're probably, maybe that's an overgeneralization, but I don't think you start work at 16 and say, like, what is my life's purpose? Yeah. Now, I do think there are people that do. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. But I think in general, it's like I make the money to get the things to do the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it is only after you go into your career a little bit that you realize, oh, there's probably more to this than getting the things and doing the stuff. Yeah. There's probably a bigger purpose. So yeah. I I want I wanted to and I made this argument to you and I honestly even sitting here today, I am not sure if it's a good idea. Yeah. But it feels it felt like that was the way for me to approach it, mm -hmm. to start with the task and move backwards. Yeah. Yeah. And as unsure as you might be that it's a good idea or not, um, I stand by my response that it is a good idea. Before I dive a little bit deeper into that and um, uh, move on with my uh next cliche that I wanted to reference. Um, I just have to reflect a little bit on what you just said in that um, something that, that I really haven't thought of at this point is, um, you know, that, that person that's 16 that has thought about, you know, what's the purpose in life or that person at 16 that hasn't thought about that and everything in between. And the fact that those differences will exist for 17 year olds, 18 year olds, mm -hmm. 30 year olds, 50 year olds that might be reading this book. It's interesting to think about how what we put together is just going to so naturally impact people differently based on so many differences, right? Mm -hmm. Their age, their occupation, whether they're in marketing or not, whether they've asked that question of themselves or not, um, whether they've understood that a job can be more than make the money to get the stuff, you know, and mm -hmm. So the, I don't know, that's just kind of a little mind blowing, maybe a little intimidating to me to think about how no matter what we do, no matter how um, beneficial, purposeful, honest, organic, all the words this thing might wind up being like, it's just going to hit people differently based on a countless number of mm -hmm. variables as to who they are, why they are, what they're doing, all those things, you know. Right. And it's scary. It's a little scary to think about. So I'm going to move on. But, but it's good. It's fun, scary. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun, scary. Um, so, yeah, you get back to the idea of whether or not this is a good idea, right? Um, to me, it just 
brings another cliche to mind, the old chicken or the egg, right? Like, which way do you do it? Do you write from the beginning to the back? Do you start with the end and work backwards? I really think it's like a chicken or the egg kind of thing. No one really knows, and it's uh, no wrong answer, right? Um, but I do think that if I had to choose, and of course, maybe I'm a little influenced by the proposal and the fact that we're, you know, co-writing this thing, that I would just say, yeah, Sue, let's do it that way, because I don't want to fight with you on that. Um, that's, you know, that's a great motivation. And you have that in common with really? my husband. <laughs> and you're the two people in the world that are just yeah. saying, you know what? This will keep me from having to fight with her. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, does that ever happen? Sure, Sue. There's probably no no denying it. But for this, what we're talking about today, the book, um, I think that there's a ton of reason to do it this way. And especially as we're talking about things like purpose and mm -hmm. why. Um, again, here we go, cliche, but like begin with the end in mind, right? right? So like just knowing that we're talking about purpose and asking ourselves the question why um, mm -hmm. so often um, to start there makes a whole lot of sense, right? Mm -hmm. So um, it actually kind of feels like it would be almost like unfair or like counterproductive to do it the other way if we haven't thought about our own purpose Right. And our own why when we're going to be writing a book that's going to like focus so much on that. You know what I mean? Right. So if, if for no other reason than um, to give us a little bit of peace about whether or not this is the right way. Like, I think those are that's a reason or those are a couple of reasons as to why, like. Why should, we should just do it this way and feel good about it. Yeah. Yeah. And there is a certain aspect. Uh, of fear for me that we would lose it it sounds so neatly compact first of all i was surprised how quickly that our outline came together hmm. right and it right now uh i it really appeals to me to have this neatly compact concept and Part of what I fear is if we start at the beginning, that it will that we don't arrive where we want to mm. arrive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like a land the plane sort of. Moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but also there is a quote from one of my favorite fa favorite authors, Douglas Adams. Let me butcher it, and it's something. It's something like I didn't arrive where I planned to arrive, but I think, I think I'm where I need to be. Yeah. Okay. Right. So there's this concept of maybe you planned on something, but you didn't get there, but you still ended up where you should be. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Those are those two. Why don't I keep arguing this in my, despite the fact that <laughs> uh, I have every, everything I need to just go ahead and yeah. be fine. Yeah. Why am I not fine? Let's start there. <laughs> That's for another show. <laughs> That's a whole. <laughs> Join us for our 16-hour miniseries. <laughs> yeah. No, hey, if that's how we feel at the end of this thing, like, hey, we thought we were going this place, we arrived at this other, and we feel awesome about it, I'm down. I'll sign up for that, you know? Okay, good. Yeah. Because I think that's a possibility. For sure. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Okay, well, it's... Uh, it's worth talking a little bit about how we think you find purpose in uh, e in each task, right? The task that you do for your job. Mm -hmm. So 
What does that mean for you? I'm really glad you asked. No, I'm <laughs> sure you are. <laughs> this, this is a thing I think a lot about, and sometimes I'm a little hard on myself um, because I think people get, I have the perception that people have the perception that I overthink it, mm. overthink the purpose of it. But in reality, no matter what, what we are trying to do as marketers, I, I believe that our first question should always be, why are we doing this? Mm -hmm. And I think that we get into a rut sometimes. It's really easy, especially, you know, when we're, when you work in a space where you're working, you know, for example, um, our biggest client who we, uh, our founding credit union, you, you get into a space where you are just doing the same things over and over and over and over again. And sometimes, sometimes you have worked through the purpose five, 10, 15 years ago, but you haven't stopped and rethought yeah. about purpose yeah. or how maybe the, um, the economy, uh, pop culture, anything that could have influenced this finished product has changed your purpose. Mm -hmm. um, so I always think the purpose behind what you're doing is important. And it's something that I really pride myself on when we're talking, you know, the really specific task that I do in terms of content writing, for example. Mm -hmm. Uh, I always approach those things with, you know, what is, what is the reader need from this? That's the purpose. Yeah. What I'm trying to tell you, nobody, you know, I, I'm, you know, I'm going to try and be too clever. There's going to be parentheses. There's going to be ellipses. We know all of that's going to happen, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not the point. The reader's the point. Yeah. And to understand the purpose for them is the point of doing the thing. And that applies whether we're doing blog content um, and thinking about like the purpose behind helping people through what we can do. That applies, you know, one of, one of the things that I have done um, a myriad of in my career is something as simple as a notice, yeah. a letter to tell people a thing is happening. Right. And um, I think something like a notice from a financial institution, it is really easy to stop at that idea of, well, we have to tell them. Yeah. And to not take that extra step to say the purpose of this is so that they know it. Right. Not because we want to tell them, but the end goal is for them to see it, understand it, and, um, and feel. and. And to continue what we want our brand to feel like to this person. And that's when, uh, that's where something like the brand voice comes in, yeah. right? Yeah. Say, because we have uh, really specific ideas about who is this person that is the brand voice. Well, the purpose behind this notification should always include that brand voice communicating 
in the way that we want it to consistently. Yeah. Yeah. I, I trailed off at the end there, and I realize that now. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I think about when I think about purpose. Yeah. At a task level. Right. Well, and, you know, uh, while it might not be the sexiest example of our work, uh, writing a notice, um, mm -hmm. you know, I think it's a good one to use when we're talking about something like purpose, because sometimes it can be tough to, like, feel that connection all the time. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And, you know, yeah, the thing that we need them to know can sometimes be that, you know, surface level purpose of said mm -hmm. notice. You know what I mean? But um, I think the constant challenge that we have is to even dive deeper and say, okay, what happens? to that person because they know the thing that right. they need to know. Exactly. Maybe they completely avoid a fraud situation that saves them, mm -hmm. who knows, maybe their whole livelihood, maybe a couple bucks, you know, whatever. And I think when you look at things at that next level, you know, when you really dig into real mm -hmm. purpose, it's really tough for darn near any task, darn near any job to feel less than crucial. Right. You know what I mean? Which I, I don't think that we need to dive into purpose in a way that makes everything feel super heavy and make us all mm -hmm. feel like we need, you know, need to put a cape on and be a superhero all the time or whatever. But, you know, I think it does contribute to fulfillment and mm -hmm. people's happiness and, you know, seeing purpose in who you are as a person, your organization, that thing that you're doing, those three buckets that we've been talking about, you know, so. Right. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's super important. I think that, um, Maybe the trail off was because we were talking about a notice. I don't know. But, yeah, that um, could be. That could be. <laughs> I, but I, I, I have so many opinions out about notices. Yeah, you know, so many opinions. So many. She's opinions. got a book of opinions. That's that's another. book. That's the second book. Right. Just my opinion. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Fi okay, final thought. I swear. Yeah. That's okay. On the notice thing, just because I, this is one of those things that. I think about a lot and I don't know if I communicate to other people around me enough, which is to say the reason I believe so strongly in implying in applying purpose to those things is always remembering that there is a human being on the other end of that. Right. And so it is, it is, uh, the purpose is multifaceted, which is apparently just a phrase I'm going to use a lot of, um, <laughs> Yes, it is that we have to tell them a thing, but also to have consideration for how, what does that mean for them to get told it? Yeah. Does it, and from a practical level, how can they, what is actionable for them and what does it mean emotionally? And I think that's, that's probably the more important point. I, I don't really communicate to people enough. Like, there's an emotional level to everything we do yeah. and um, to find purpose in finding a finding and reckoning with other people's emotion on something like, uh, like a notice about how accounts are changing. Yeah. That might be, I think what people don't realize is for us, that is a practical thing to say, here's this, this is what this is. That's what it's going to be. Um, but we also don't know who is going to pick up that notice and where they are yeah. in their journey. And like, is that notice me saying, here's what it is. That's what it's going to be. You have no choice. Um, is there this chance that that is like the last straw to somebody mm -hmm. to say like, oh, 
my whole life is meaningless. I have no power. Like you don't want you don't want to be that person. So yeah, that is very worst case scenario. Right. Yeah. But also, if you can make if you can take something like that, which people may perceive negatively anyway, mm-hmm. and uh, turn it around for them, why wouldn't we? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, and you know, you went pretty extreme worst case scenario there for sure. <laughs> But I mean, let's go, let's go worst case scenario from a business perspective, right? Like let's say things just haven't been ideal for that client or that Mm -hmm. member, that customer, whatever. And yeah, this thing that you could just rattle off boilerplate and get it out so that people understand the very basics of what they need to understand, you know, that, that definitely could be enough for them to just be like another change. All right, whatever. Screw it. I'm done. Mm -hmm. You know, that's it. Last straw, whatever. Even though and really, I think that it'd be really easy for that to happen in a case where the change is actually something that's good for them. But right. because of the way that you wrote it, the way that, you know, it was presented, maybe the timing of it, who knows, mm-hmm. a number of factors, it could be that last straw kind of thing, you know. And so, you know, we're talking about like retention there. Another thing that is an opportunity that I don't think is considered enough in, you know, all of our work, but particularly those things that are perceived as the least sexy work or least important um, is um, the opportunity for everything to be a differentiator, mm-hmm. you know? So, I mean, you've got an opportunity to talk to your member or your potential member, your, your client, your customer, um, make the most of it every right. time that you can. And, and I say that knowing that we don't have the time or the resources or the money to do it every single time, but every time that we can, we should because we might that might be the opportunity that we have to prove to someone that we're different and keep them or gain mm-hmm. them or keep them around for a little longer keep them forever who knows turn them into an advocate that brings someone else in you know so um those are those are huge opportunities that i don't think you can overlook because then you do just kind of sound like everyone else mm-hmm. that's how you're going to be heard and you're going to be easy to move on from just like everyone else, you know? Right. So yeah, I think what you're saying has a lot of um, validity to it. And I totally can understand why people that maybe ask why too often or um, start with that, you know, what is, what's the purpose of this thing question often or all the time can be heard as a toddler asking why too many Mm -hmm. times, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? I can understand why, People like doesn't matter, just do it. You know, right. totally yeah. get it. Um, but uh, like to sound a little dramatic, like shame on you. Like that can't be your response to a super important question. Why are we doing this thing? Yeah, and and also, P.S. Don't answer a toddler that way. Yeah, because right. they genuinely don't know. Right. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah, I have never ever responded that way to a toddler. Just let them no, just show. well, I feel like maybe you are. That's what I'm concerned about here. <laughs> Why are you talking hey, to toddlers? That's like another that? episode. Okay, <clears throat> okay, fine. Another series. Yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you a question. Hit me. Uh, are you a person who has always sort of sought the purpose of what you're doing? Or is that something you matured into? Yeah. Um, I think that the answer to the question is definitely some version of that's what I matured into. Um, Learning, I think, has gotten me 
there. Um, probably along with a whole bunch of other factors like aging and life experiences and things are like you, that. Are you aging? Aren't we all, Sue? <laughs> Aren't we all? Um, but the, I think another um, answer to the question is not always. Um, that hasn't always been something that um, I've, I've done. And I think that it depends on the kind of work that I'm doing. I think mm-hmm. that there's some kinds of work that I've, you know, um, as long as I can remember, have felt real purpose in and, you know, um, put, you know, that extra into it to make sure that the purpose was understood and, you know, asked more questions and uh, all those things. Um, but some of that not sexy work, I think, is the work that definitely earlier on in my career, I was like, all right, dude, like, get the thing done. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like, who cares? Nobody cares about this thing. But then, you know, through through some learning, through some life experience, probably even without me acknowledging it, me receipt being being that human on the other end of some of that stuff has made me realize like oh like that could have been better come on x company only to like look myself in the mirror and be like oh shoot i actually do that same kind of crap you know so (laughs) so yeah so you know some version of you know learned or you know grew into it matured Mm -hmm. into it for sure but i you know uh, like a, a category of work that i think i've um always or for as long as i can remember put a ton of purpose into is like design and creative you know Mm -hmm. that fills my heart fills my cup makes my brain happy um you know that that's something that i think is a strength of mine right connecting something visual to what somebody somebody's trying to do by creating that thing and um, so it's just more easy and natural for me to do that and i think that's you know why we have different kinds of people on our teams Mm -hmm. and why organizations have different kinds of people that make them up because there are other people that probably see the stuff that I put a lot of extra thought and care into and are like, you know, they have the, just do the thing. Like who cares kind of feeling about it. You know what I mean? Let's make sure that this notice is exactly what it needs to be. You know what I mean? So yeah. How about you? I, well, I am definitely a wire. You know that. Yeah. Um, I, and so as I try and think back, um, I, I am confident that for as long as I had to do anything, hmm. <laughs> right? Like from chores for my parents all the way into the working world, there is something innately in me that wanted to know, maybe not the larger purpose, but at least why, why this way or why this thing or what is, why am I doing this thing right now as opposed to that thing? Yeah. And just really being that toddler that's like, why, 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 why? Yeah. Why are we doing that? And <clears throat> I also know that that helps me learn, right? So uh, when we look at something like a, uh, a procedure, which I'm a real fan of, <laughs> uh, the procedures that help me, uh, that help me learn to do something and not have the procedure in front of me are the ones that say, you're going to do this because that, because this leads to the next step and that leads to this step. And, you know, and they are rather than just do this, do this, do this, do this. So I know it's asking why as a way I learned. Yeah. And so, uh, I, 
I am confident that throughout my entire life, that is a thing I've done. Now, the higher purpose part of it, I think, um, I, I think I have never been as clear with it as I am now, right? Uh, but it has always been there because I, I am someone who, who has for a long time questioned like my larger purpose in the world. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, never been like, never really been one to take the simple answer on something. And like, you get the job to make the money to buy the things like that has never been part of my worldview. Yeah. It's more, it's always been, and on, you know, thinking back to when I was much younger to the level of like, I remember thinking like how, how famous this is. So I hate to admit this and then have it recorded. <laughs> how famous can I be? Right. Yeah. How big can my life be rather than, Ooh, wouldn't it be nice if I could reach that is like, how big can this be? Yeah. And what is this huge purpose that is grander than something else for other people? Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Peeling back a little curtain on Sue Campbell there. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, that's embarrassing. But, <laughs> you know, plenty of, you know, I bring, as you know, plenty of delusion at any point. <laughs> delusion, vision. Yeah. I like to think that those are really interrelated. Yeah. Delusion and vision. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's, um, gosh, I don't, I don't even know where to go. Yeah. No, I, I, Really, I screwed up the whole flow by being <laughs> a delusional mess for just a minute, and and you're welcome. Yeah, thank you. By that, thank by you. the way, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's all for the likes, bro. You know what? Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> I guess maybe what I'll just say to put a button on that is, um, I think that the people that have had those moments in life that um, maybe have made them ask why at a time when they wouldn't have typically or um, have the vision or the delusion to expect more of themselves or, um, you know, try to get to some other place are the lucky ones. And the people that haven't had that moment either, I don't know, the time just hasn't mm -hmm. come for them yet. Something else in life hasn't happened to maybe force them into it. Uh, or they're just, I don't know, going to be bummed living a life without yeah. feeling that. Cause yeah. While it might make some things messy because it raises a whole bunch of questions inside your brain and makes you look at things in ways that you never did before, um, I think we get to do the cool stuff after we've asked those questions or right. had those thoughts. So, yeah, that's a nice way to summarize. Yeah, I I like how, I, and you didn't just do that now. I think you do this. This is maybe one of your great gifts. How you do manage for the people listening to the two of us talk meetings and other places um, <laughs> to reel me back down and to be like, no, as you can see, everyone, she's really quite sane. <laughs> and I love that about you. So I thank you. So happy to have you. So happy. To have well, before we give away the whole book. Right. Uh, Which will be a challenge for like every episode of this. Yeah. One. Yeah. But 
That's okay. We talked, we did for the listener, we did talk a little bit about that. Like, oh, as we're talking about the podcast, like how much do we share? How much do we not share? And I think that we'll just get more comfortable with knowing what that is yeah. as we go. And part of the reason we're doing it this way is to have some of this natural, maybe open-ended, unplanned conversation while it's recorded to help us develop some content. So that's all right. part of the part of the plan too. So yeah. Yeah. Just it's very important. Everyone knows it's part of the plan. Part it's all plan. part it's of the plan. It's all part of the plan. Trust the process, everyone. <laughs> Trust the process. For sure. So we should wrap up. We should. Uh, we are very excited, listener, that you are joining us on this journey. If you are new or newer or newish, we have lots and lots of episodes. This is our sixth season of the podcast. So yeah. we have five whole seasons. You should go could go back and check out. You can Always learn more about us and what we've talked about in the past and what we do and um, any number of my delusions at our website, <laughs> exclamationcuso.com. And check us out at the blog, exclamationcuso.com slash blog. You got it. I'm going to go a little off script here and just make a plug for our other episodes where we usually have a guest. Oh, We're yeah. talking about something specific to marketing. So if you are a listener that's made it this far and you're interested in this book journey, yes, thank you, as you said. Um, but also, like, check out that other stuff, too, because, man, we've had some pretty awesome guests on in the last I don't know, six months, but also, like, some really great ones over the years, too. So, mm -hmm. yeah, check that stuff out. Thanks, everyone, for being here, listening to whichever episodes you listen to. Uh, we will see you next time. Be awesome. Bye-bye. The Osmology Podcast is a production of Exclamation Services. Thanks to Nick Mulliver for sound production and Kylie Ganther for our cover artwork. Executive producers are me, Ben Bauer, and my friend, Suzanne Campbell.